0: Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. What an amazing God we have. We are, you know, this. we're not just here for the sake of being here. We are gathered here in His presence and we And when you decide to do that in faith, when you decide to allow the Holy Spirit to come with you, when you decide to get into agreement with God, anything can happen. Anything can happen and probably will. And I sense faith in the house tonight. I sense faith in people's lives that you've come together tonight with faith in your heart, faith in in your thinking, faith in where you're at. And I want to pray for you and I want to believe God tonight to speak to you right where you're at, right in the midst of your situation and circumstance that God would break loose over your life in Jesus' name. So Father, Lord, we thank You for who You are. We thank You, You wanna do a good work in our lives. We, want, we thank You that You, God, would never leave us, never forsake us, but Lord, that You're at work and You're changing us, You're calling us, You're working through us, and that Lord, that Your gifts are available to us. And Lord, I ask that You speak to us. I ask that You stir up, stir up the Holy Spirit within us. I ask, Holy Spirit, You fill us anew, You fill us afresh, that as we gather around Your Word tonight, that it would inspire us to live differently, to walk differently, to see differently, to speak differently, to take new ground in the name of Jesus. Then everybody said together, Amen. You can be seated. Before we sit down though, I, no, you can sit down before these guys, well, they're gone. Then They've got the secret rapture. I didn't think that was going to happen, but the, I, I do want to know, where's, where's our guitarist, the, the one here? Where are you? you will be back in a second. He'll be, he's gone out for a cigarette. It's all right. <laughs> for those who don't know, my name is Mark. I live in America. He's coming out, is he? Oh, there he is. He's poking through, poking. Out. Come on out here. Oh, wherever you are. Yeah, Come a little bit closer. If everyone wants to see you you're a star. What's your name? Lachlan. Lachlan. Does anyone not know Lachlan? You're a good man. Listen, this is what I feel like the Holy Spirit spoke to me when you were up there. There's a gift of leadership on your life. In fact, I wrote it down. I better get it back up. There's a gift of leadership on your life. When you speak, people listen and you don't understand how much people listen to what you speak because you speak with authority far beyond your ears, far beyond your understanding because you speak out of the wisdom that the Spirit of God has placed within you. You don't understand often what's going on around your life, through your life, with your life because God has apprehended you, the Holy Spirit has apprehended you right now and right in this season for your life it's time to seek Him all the more. I don't know whether you write music or write songs or write whatever but I do feel like There's something on your life about speaking it out, about singing it out, about leading it out, like taking people on the journey into the things of God like never before. And it's a season for you to step into that and take a hold of that and to walk in that with new authority, with new passion, with new desire than ever before. Can you reach your hand out towards him? Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for Lachlan. We stir up the gifts of the Holy Spirit within him and we say, have your way in Jesus' name. And Lord, let it be a carved out path for him that would would change the world, would change his situation, would change his circumstance. The Lord, that he'd lead many people into your purpose, into your kingdom in the mighty name of Jesus and let him have a revelation about who he is and what it's all about on his life. In Jesus, your mighty name. we pray. Never, never, never doubt God is at work in your life, in and through you to do good in Jesus' name. Amen. You're a good man, Lachlan. He's a really good man. I want you to grab your Bibles. We're going to go to Luke chapter 5, verse 17 to 26. Every now and then the Holy Spirit speaks to me. In fact, not just every now and then. In fact, I think if you stop and listen, the Holy Spirit is speaking to everyone all the time. It's just that we don't notice and we don't listen and we don't understand. Ever had that situation where you're speaking something to someone and you go, man, I'm hot, I'm good, I'm so smart, I've got this great thinking? You know what it probably is? It's probably the Holy Spirit. So often when we are actually uh, truly devoted to Jesus, when we truly seek the Holy Spirit, you can become His voice into someone else's life. I don't know how many times in my life I've had someone say something that they didn't know me, they didn't really know the situation, didn't know the circumstance, but it was like they were speaking right to me, right at my situation, right at my circumstance. Why? Because they were a believer And they heard something from heaven and they spoke out something into my situation and they probably, because I was probably too quiet to tell them, they probably will never know how much that meant. To me at that time. But you and I have got to be people of the Spirit, people who choose to dare to believe that God is going to use us, that God is going to take us on the journey, that dare to believe that we're about a supernatural, natural walk where we are supernaturally natural people. That's what I want to focus on a little bit about tonight in this little passage of Scripture. It's a really amazing passage of Scripture. And by the way, I also felt like the Holy Spirit tell me tonight. And you can weigh it up and see whether I'm, you know, drunk too much coffee or something other. this could well be. But what I felt like that right now that we're on the verge of for this church, for Highway Church, one of the things that you are on the verge of, I see God calling young adults and young families into the kingdom of God. I see them on the journey when I was over there worshiping in the presence of God. I could see the Holy Spirit beckoning them to come from all the ways around, from the highways and the byways and the places around. I can see I can see God is supernaturally at work. In people's situation and circumstance to bring them into the house to bring them into relationship to bring them into meet with you and to be for you to be God's person for their situation and their circumstance that God to use you to cause them to come into relationship with him it's an amazing honor I'm always amazed that God wants to use me and I'm probably just as amazed that he wants to use you. And I, and I, and I'm, I, God, that's the way God works. God chooses you and I to work through even when we don't even realize it, and sometimes when we don't even want him to, God is at work in your life and in my life. So I want you to look out for it, but more than that, I want you to dare to believe God for it. I want you to dare to call it into being. And I'll tell you this as well, that some of you older folk that are in here, people who are a little bit older, some a little bit like me, a little bit, you know, in their early 40s, and... Uh, <laughs> and... And... and uh, you know I, I you know this is the word of the Lord for you you have I, there are a bunch of people here that are saying God do it again God do it again God do it again I don't know what you you are believing God for a do it again supernatural moment with God in the house of God in God's purpose and in your life and your purpose and I don't know how and when or whatever but there's a bunch of you that are in agreement together because I feel the Holy Spirit saying how I can feel and sense the the, the thrill of the Holy Spirit Spirit, there are people that are, that are praying, that are believing, that are standing in the gap, that are calling people into relationship with Jesus. And I, I, I want to say, keep on doing it. Keep on doing it. Your prayers are being heard, your prayers are being listened to, the Holy Spirit is at work, and you'll never, ever, ever realize just how important it is for you to have that prayer, to take that time and dare to believe God in such a supernatural, powerful way. The, righteous, the prayer of a righteous person, James says, avails much. In other words, it does a lot. God's people praying actually does change things. Whether you believe it or not, but I would suggest that this group of people here are just daring to believe God. Amen? Luke chapter five, verse 17 to 26. This is one of the strangest passages of scripture to me that I think. So that's why I want to preach of it today, because I just need to hear it again. One day. I love the fact that Luke says one day. You know why he says one day? Because it just happens to be that any day, any one day, that tomorrow, next day, whatever. Just one day. It just takes one day to change a situation. Just one day. God has got a lot of one days available to you and to I. If we're prepared to dare to believe that God would use us and God would work through us, one day while Jesus was teaching, some Pharisees and the teachers of the religious law were sitting nearby. It seemed that all these men showed up from every village in all Galilee and all Judea as well as from Jerusalem. If you know about Luke, there are very specific places and there's some very specific ties within that and you should do some research on that but that's not what I want to focus on. It's this next line I want to focus on. And the Lord's healing power was strongly with Jesus. Luke makes this amazing statement. He never makes it any other time. It's the only one time in the Bible that that, this this phrase is used. And the Lord's healing power was strongly with Jesus. Now we know the Lord's healing power was strongly with Jesus many times because people were getting healed. But here Luke actually makes a statement that's really a bizarre statement given the situation and the circumstance we read in the rest of this passage. The Lord's healing power was strongly with Jesus. And now he's in a room packed full of people. In a room packed Full of people, and two thousand years ago in the Middle East, where they they didn't have the medicine, the the doctors, that whatever they just there was a room full of people. In that room full of people, there were a lot of needs. There would have been a lot of sick people. There would have been a lot of people in desperate need for a miracle in their situation and circumstance. And the Bible says the Lord's healing power was strongly with Jesus. Then he goes on and says, some men everyone say some men, some men, some men, men, just unnamed men, some men, just a, a few guys, a few blokes, came carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. They tried to take him inside to Jesus, but they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. So you're in a room, it's packed, And some men outside the room have figured out something inside the room that nobody else inside the room has figured out but four men we discover in one of the other Gospels. But these men, some blokes, some very ordinary guys, some guys were going along, some guys recognised something was was available in that room but everybody in the room didn't recognise it at all. Isn't that fascinating? Luke says, The power of the Lord was present to heal the sick. Yet here they all were and no one was getting healed except the guy that some men brought along who could not get into the room to get a hold of the healing power of God. They couldn't get in. They were stuck outside the room because of the some people that were in the room with no faith, no desire, no heart to see the power of the Lord which was present in the room heal the sick. Isn't that fascinating? Four guys, a few guys outside the room saw more than some people did that were in the room. They were religious people. They were scribes. They were Pharisees. They were from all over the place. They were important people. And these important people didn't recognize that God was wanting to do something in the room, in the place, in the house. And sometimes I think that's your story and my story as well. Sometimes we forget that the power of the Lord is present. Sometimes we forget that God is at work in our situation and circumstance. Sometimes we forget when we turn up, this and just be a gathering, it just be let's sing some songs, and you know, oh wow, that was a great song. I really like that song. Oh, the music's too loud or whatever. You know, we we can become very complacent. But Jesus, the Bible says, the Lord's healing power, the Lord's power was strongly. In the room with Jesus. Well, it goes on to say, so they went up to the roof and took off some tiles. I don't recommend that, <laughs> but that's what they did. And in the Middle East and in that time that was something that wasn't that hard to do because they did have ways of getting up there and so on and it wasn't unusual to be able to get through a roof but it's probably a little more difficult in today's world and so let's remember the context and it says and they took off the tiles and they lowered the sick man on his mat down into the crowd right in front of Jesus. I just blows my mind. Some people leave church because they can't get a parking spot. It's too far. It's too busy. Oh, I just don't know. Oh, is so-and-so going to be there? Have they got good coffee afterwards? Well, the answer to that is yes here. You even have scones. Like, I, I live in America. They don't have scones. If you ask for a scone, because it's not a scone, it's a scone, it's a rock cake is a scone. And it's a rock cake that is not particularly pleasant. And so if you don't get a rock cake because you ask for a scone, then you have to get what they call a biscuit. And a biscuit is very different to a, to a scone because a biscuit, never mind, it's just not worth talking about. You'll be very disappointed if you ever go to America and you want a scone. So, when I came back here, and here in the morning we serve scones with jam and cream. This truly the Lord is in this house. <laughs> I was so excited. I don't need to eat those scones, but boy, I did. Well, they lowered the sick man on his mat into the crowd right in front of Jesus. Now, remember, this is a packed room in the Middle East. It's hot. It's smelly. It's 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 no air conditioning. It's not a comfortable place. They're crammed in to this place, and so you've got to imagine as they they punching a hole through the roof there's bits of stuff falling on people there's there's mud and, and straw and sticks and things coming down and, and and it's getting uncomfortable and and for the people in the room they're just they're like oh this is it, it's not it's, it's not the way it's supposed to be and there's stuff coming down it's like what do you think you're doing and they're just and then they there's these four guys that poke their heads through the roof I love these guys they're like oh oh look at this and they poke their head through the roof and then they take a paralyzed guy how they managed to get him up on the roof I'm not sure and then they lower him down now how did they lower him down I don't know how they lowered him down they just says he lowered him down they could have lowered him down in the very they could have just dropped him for the I don't know (laughs) It wasn't that far, it wasn't as far as this roof probably, but they lowered him down somehow or other. They dropped him right in front of Jesus, which meant they probably dropped him on a bunch of people. And that was probably not the most comfortable situation to be in. See, we read the story and we sanitize it, don't we? and And then they came and they lowered this man down into the presence of Jesus. And everyone went, oh, jolly, jolly good. And I don't know why I'm saying it with an English accent. But nevertheless, if you're English here, we just will probably think that that's the way it is. So so here it is. They lower him down. And Jesus, listen to this. And right in front of Jesus. And listen to what it says. Can you follow along? Can you see it on the screens here? It says, seeing that crippled man's faith. Is that what it says? It doesn't say that at all, does it? Whose faith is it? Seeing their faith. It wasn't the faith of the people in the room. I love the fact that it wasn't the crippled man's faith. You know why? Because I don't think he was a willing contestant. <laughs> There's nothing in there that tells us how he managed to get swept up into this. you got to remember, he's a man. That, this, this is not the day we live today, so let's not do this today. But in the day in which they live, they grab this sucker, this guy, I mean, they took him from where he was and said he couldn't run away. He couldn't get away from them. They just grabbed him and said, we're going to go and see Jesus. Why don't we take this guy with us? Well, that sounds like a great idea. You know, Bob looked at Ted, and they're like, yeah, let's do it. Come on. You know, it was youthful enthusiasm gone crazy as usual. And they just grabbed this guy and they dragged him along to a meeting because they knew that the power of the Lord was present to do something amazing. And Jesus looked up and he saw these four heads poking through the roof with big smiles on their face, with like, yeah, listen to this, you know, like, like they had no clue what was going to happen, really. This is like, this is a great day. And Jesus saw they had faith. They had faith. They saw that God could do something in a situation and circumstance. And Jesus said to the men, Look, the story gets worse. <laughs> Young man, your sins are forgiven. The guy needs legs. Like, seriously, there's no social t- services. There's no center link to, to go to. Like, there's, like, the guy needs legs to be able to feed himself, you know? Like, he needs to get a job, you know? He needs... He, And Jesus said, your sins are forgiven. Why? Because that's the most important thing that can happen to a person is to be forgiven, who then moves on to not just forgiven, but set free to start a new life, to get a whole new way of living, to turn your life around. You see, this man was shunned by everyone. This man was a man that was unclean. This man was a man that no one would take time for. This was a man that was rejected. This was a man that no one wanted, and even his family weren't engaged with him. And so this man was thrown into the midst of this people and the religious nature of everyone's like, ooh, I'm not sure, you know. He's not the type of person that I'd normally hang out with and I don't know whether I really like this, what's going on. Whenever God begins to move, it gets uncomfortable. (laughs) I wish I could say being a Christian is always just so structured and organized And the God just works and the angels, and we just go through life and never have an issue. Why? Because the Lord's blessing is upon us. Now, the Lord's blessing is upon you to cause you to break through the obstacles of life. To get through what life throws at you. Because life doesn't work the way that that it was meant to work. We live in a world that is broken. We live in a world that has issues. We live in a world that causes problems and in a world that, that actually just doesn't come together the way it was designed to do. Because sin came into the world. And because sin is in the world where we're in rebellion against God, the world is not functioning the way it should function. But when Jesus brings release and freedom and forgiveness for sin, then life begins to function and life begins to find a way where there is no way. And when you're paralyzed in life, the power of the Lord is present to bring breakthrough release and freedom into your situation, into your circumcised. Because this isn't just a story about one man that gets healed. It's a story about the gospel, about what the good news of Jesus is all about, is that we're paralyzed through life, through sin, through fear, through whatever it is that causes you to be bound up on the inside. And God comes and says, I want to bring freedom, release and wholeness so that in the midst of even the darkest of darkest moments of your life, you'll find light and purpose You just have to keep living as a Christian to discover that. You have to keep on moving forward. But listen, 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 you've got to get a hold of what these men understood, that the power of the Lord is present. And I think that's what Luke was trying to do with these people. I think Luke was trying to tell us, as we read this story, that we, as the people of God, have to become the some men type people who understand that the power of the Lord is present in our situation and circumstance, but not just for you, but for us and for our friends and for our our family. This can be just a great story or it can be a great testimony in your own life. This can be your experience or it can just be a great story that you read and go, wow, wasn't that great? That happened 2,000 years ago. That was never the purpose of Luke's writing. Luke was writing to us to remind us this happened then so it can happen now in your situation, in your circumstance, in where you're at. But it go on, it says, well, the Pharisees and the teachers of religious law said to themselves, who does he think he is? We talked about that this morning. That was one of the things that Jesus was doing all the time. He was trying to get everyone to understand who he is. That's been a central theme of God all along. Who is Jesus? And they said, who is this man that forgives sins? And then they answered the question. They said, only God can forgive sin. So they came to the right conclusion. They just didn't believe it. And so Jesus knew what they were thinking. So he asked them, why do you question this in your hearts? Is it easy to say your sins are forgiven or stand up and walk? So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. What's he doing there? He's saying, I want to prove to you who I am. I want to show you who I am. It's not, I want to answer your question. People say, well, are you a good man? Are you a great man? Are you got good thinking? He's like, I'm all of that and more. I actually am God come in the form of the flesh of a human so that we can find a way to get through in life. That tells me a bunch of things. We just celebrated Easter. Do you know what Jesus' death on the cross tells me? That we're worse than what we think we are. Why? Because only God could save us. Only God dying on a cross and then because death couldn't hold him, only God could set us free so that death could no longer be our future. And that's not just death as in uh, death. It's death as in death to life, death to joy, death to peace, death to all sorts of realities in our life. It's Jesus came so that you can have life, life in all of its abundance. So he came and died on a cross so that we can truly know what it is to live. The way forward is a little bit different to what we might think. So he says, so I can prove to you that... Uh, what is easy to say, your sins are forgiven, I'll stand and walk. So I'll prove to you that the Son of Man has on authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, again, I have real issues with this passage. You ready? You ready? Let's have a look at what it says. It's, it, Jesus is very rude. You ready for it? He says this, stand up, pick up that mat, and now go home. That seems really rude, doesn't it? Here's a guy who hasn't been able to walk for I don't know how long. And Jesus said, get up. You're making a mess on the floor. Get up. Not only get up, pick up the stinking mat that you've had with you because you haven't washed it forever. Pick it up. It smells. Pick it up. Pick up your mess. Now, get out of here. Go home. Now, to us, we read that and think, that's really rude. Well, I do anyway. But if you dig a little bit deeper, you find out there's a whole lot more. Listen, he hasn't been able to stand up for I don't know how long. And Jesus says, stands up. And all of a sudden, you know what he can do? He can stand up. Ever been in a place with life where you don't feel like you can stand? The Holy Spirit wants to speak into your life through Jesus' words saying, stand up stand up. That's why in the Old Testament, in the Psalms, it talks about He is the lifter of our head. What does the lifter of our head mean? It means that stop looking down, start looking up, and you'll be able to stand and face your situation. You'll be able to stand and find a way through. God takes the impossible and makes it possible. That's what the good news of the Bible is all about. But He says, it doesn't only stop that. He says, stand up, pick up your mat. In other words, I want to help you deal with your life and the stuff. I want to help you get your life together. So in other words, you're not going to stay the same. You're not just going to be the crippled person on the side of the road that's going to be walking all crippled. You're going to be someone that actually learns how to do life and to walk again. He's saying, I'm not going to just leave you and just, well, okay, you've got sins are forgiven. What a great thing. No, he says, I'm going to empower you. I'm going to fill me, fill you with my spirit so you'll know how to live. That's what being a Christian is all about. We talked a little bit about it this morning, but we've got to come together. We've got to bear one another. We've got to help one another to do this thing called life. And so it's not just get up by yourself and clean up by yourself. It's actually now we have a community of faith together that comes alongside, that helps you stand, that helps you clean it up, that gets you, it gives you the right information and helps you get it together so you can win and thrive in life. And then the last thing he says is really, I just love it. Go home. Do you know that guy had not been able to go home for I don't know how long? You know why? Because he was unclean. In that day, if you were in that situation circumstance, you were ostracized by your own family. You were cut off. He's unclean. Can't do anything with him. We can't come into it. He can't come into our presence. He has to stay outside the family. He can't be. So he's grown up not knowing the love of a family. And Jesus says, I want you to stand up. I want you to get that stuff and get it off your life and get it out of your life and begin to stand tall, begin to walk again. But now come into relationship with family. Oh, man. I love this story. I love what it's truly trying to say. <laughs> and look what it says. And immediately, as everybody watched, the man jumped up. He picked up his mat and he went home praising God. And then he says this. Then it goes on to say, everyone was gripped with great wonder and awe and they praised God Exclaiming, we have seen amazing things. As a Christian, that ought to be our testimony. That in the midst of the darkness of life, we can bring the hope of Jesus into people's lives around us. And others can bring the hope of Jesus into our life so that we can get up, so we can get rid of the mess that surrounds our life so that we can come home to a God in heaven that loves us with an eternal love that is so for us, that never rejects us, that says, won't you come on in? Stop trying to fight God. Stop trying to do it on your terms. All the religious people had all the ideas of how it was supposed to work. And all these people were in the room. But some men outside the room recognized something that you and I need to recognize the power of the Lord is present the power of the Lord is present we're meant to be supernatural natural people and I want to stir up your faith to dare to believe God will you dare to believe God about your workplace your home your family we dare to believe God to see this place filled with people coming into relationship with Jesus. We dare to believe God for him to have his way with people in a supernatural way. God is still in the supernatural business. God is still calling people. God is still speaking to people in the middle of the night, but he's looking for people who are his people who will join in His purpose, who will see with kingdom eyes, who will dare to believe and speak into situation and circumstance, who will dare to band together and dare to to link arms and dare to cause others to stand and to pick up their mats in life and to be able to come into a relationship in a family that that will last them for eternity. That is the good news about Jesus. Young person, older person, that's what we're about. you got to get a little bit of that fire in your heart. God, do what you want to do. God, have your way. God, use me. God, use me. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to happen in ways you didn't expect. God is going to take a hold of you and cause you to have situation, circumstance around you to bring life into people, stuff around you. And you'll sit there going, I don't know what to do because whenever God begins to do stuff, it doesn't feel like you're in control. Whenever you're not in control, if you give it to Him, if you begin to recognize He's always sung a song, He's always been faithful. He's always been faithful. He's always been faithful. Even when I haven't been faithful, He's been faithful. Even when I haven't been there, He's been there. Even when I don't know how to go forward, He knows how to go forward. That's who we serve. And I feel like the call of God on lives tonight that the Holy Spirit is calling us, calling you to dare to believe. Will you believe for supernatural connections to take place in and around your life? Will you dare to call on the name of Jesus and dare to believe that God can use you and work through your situation and circumstance? Stop doubting you and start believing Him because the power of the Lord is present. If the power of the Lord is present, all you got to do is flick the switch. If the power of the Lord is present, all you got to do is plug on in if the power of the Lord is present you've just got to make some choices to allow that power to flow through your life that out of your innermost being shall flow what the Bible talks about rivers of living water remember this is in the Middle East where it's a desert where it's dry where people are desperate for water desperate for life desperate for for something to flow into their life and Jesus is using that picture it doesn't quite ring in the same way in our world because we just turn on a tap but in that day to have a free flowing river around you meant life, prosperity, hope freedom and breakthrough and you are that to this community, to your family to your workplace so stop doing it in your strength, do it in His strength and dare to believe God the question I have for you as the people of God is will you say yes to Him will you be like the four guys that are outside the room that saw something that no one else would see Will you lift your eyes? Will you dare to believe? Will you dare to become the answer for people? That's just simply saying, God, I choose you, have your way. I want to be available for you. And when you feel the Holy Spirit speak into your heart, will you dare to say, and I'll do it. When you feel like you should pray for someone, pray for them. When you feel like you need to encourage someone, Will you encourage them? When you feel like that you should stand together with other people and help them, well, help them. You don't need a voice out of heaven. Be nice to that person. You just need to listen on the inside and go, you know what? Okay, use me. We're so looking for so... For the voice of God to come in, it's just a still voice. You feel like it. Feel like you need to give money to someone. Give money to someone. Like, but I, I might get it wrong. Well, the way of the generous winds up. You can't help but win as a Christian. Do you know that? You can't help but win. So, how about we recognise the power of the Lord is present in our life? Let me pray for you. Lord, I've done my best to bring your word into our reality. I don't know what you're up to, God, but I know it's good. I don't know what you want to do in and through these people, but I know it's good. I know that you are. You have an adventure ahead for each and every one of us. I know you've called us. You've spoken to us and you will continue to speak to us. That Lord, because you're alive and you're active and Holy Spirit, you are moving in and through us. And Lord, I ask that we would be more attentive than ever before, that we would be like the men outside the room. We don't have to be in the middle and the thick. We just have to be available and say, yeah, Lord, use me. Yes, Lord, I'm available. Yes, Lord, I want to do your will. Yes, Lord, I just say yes. And Lord, tonight, tonight, Lord, help us to decide to say yes to you. Church, look at me. Will you say yes to the Holy Spirit? Will you say yes to dare to believe God? Will you say yes to some of the crazy ideas? I'm not talking about immoral. I'm talking about just crazy stuff like, you know, praying for people and, and just reaching out to love on people. I, I mean, I, that's actually the real crazy. We've got enough crazy Christians in this world. You know, really, you know, I've met enough crazy Christians in my life. I don't want to meet anymore. But I want to meet supernaturally natural Christians that just go, you know, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to stand with you. I'm going to. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to keep on listening to the Holy Spirit and send a text to someone when they need it. To give them a call—that is a whole new thing. But to give them a call and talk to them, maybe even physically turn up and and say hello to them. But why don't we just choose to be obedient? So many times the Holy Spirit has spoken to us, and we're like, "Well, I just don't know whether it's God or not." Well, then do it. You'll soon find out just is probably 90% God and the few times you miss it rack it up to a well I learned, and get on with the job because the power of the Lord is present and He wants to work in your life to bring the miraculous oh I'm over time and I gotta go this is what I want you to do let's close our eyes our heads I just feel like the Holy Spirit is wanting you to say yes if you want to it's no forcing just if you want to so why don't you quietly in your heart just say Holy Spirit I say yes to you it's really simple Holy Spirit have your way teach me to hear your voice Holy Spirit I'm available I say yes, I say yes, I say yes to everything and anything you want in and through my life in Jesus' mighty name. And while our heads are bowed and our eyes are still closed, if you've never said yes to Jesus at all, some friend dragged you along and said, you know, come on, may as well come to church. I don't know how you came, but God does that's you tonight and you want to make that decision to get to know this supernatural God, if that's you right where you are, we're going to pray a little prayer. And as we pray it, you've got to make a choice to dare to pray it in faith. And so if that's you, we're all going to pray it together, but you need to actually mean this prayer as we repeat just a simple prayer after what I say. Well, you mean it and God will meet you right where you're at. So let's pray. Dear Jesus, I ask you right now to forgive me of my sins, to make me brand new on the inside. And I thank you, Jesus, that you hear my prayer and that from this moment on, I am a Christian. I am born again. And I ask you, Jesus, to help me live in a new way that you want me to live in your name I pray. And everyone said together. If you said that prayer for the first time, or maybe you recommitted, then you need to do something about it. It's a great start to say that prayer. The second step is to actually go and tell somebody you prayed that prayer. And there's lots of the team here. They'll tell you how to do that. I'm done. I need to get off here because our time is up. So come on up here, Dan, and and tell us what it is we've got to do. God bless you. Thank you for having me. I've had a great time. I hope you have as well. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.